0: Hey, church! It is Vision Sunday, and I am here in my back garden, uh, ready to preach the word of God. It's cold, so I thought I'd get ready for Saskatoon. Not quite as cold as there, but uh, hopefully it'll be a lot warmer when I get over there and begin to preach in church as well. But I'm so excited to uh, to speak again for you guys, and at the I guess at the almost at the start of this year, we're ready to go into the new year with with fresh vision. Uh, and, and just believe that God is going to do something incredible across our church. And this, this month or this year, but I guess kicking off this month, we're, we're looking at who we are as Circle. And maybe some of the things that define us from, from our history, but also some of the things that define us biblically and some of the things that we want to define us as we, as we head into our future as well. And in reality, we're, we're in a world that's never been more divided than there is now. And it's really time for the church, but also for us to think about ourselves as well, for us as a church to be in unity. Now, I don't have influence across many churches. I've got friends in other churches, but I don't really have pastoral influence over them. But I do here, and so this is where I wanna start. This is where I wanna bring us together. You see, we gather around the word of God, uh, but also we gather around what defines us as Circle Drive Alliance Church in Saskatoon as well. And so this is what we're going to be doing over the next month, probably even more than that. We're going to be looking at what are our flavours as Circle Drive. So as we move forward... Each year we'll probably, we'll be looking at each year to, uh, to unpack any practical developments that we want to move forward into as a church. And uh, this, this past year, you know, we've seen the necessity of developing our Circle Drive online presence more than ever. And I want to talk a bit more about that in in a few weeks, but actually this thing is not, it's not something that's going to go away. It's actually something that we want to carry forward into our future so that we, we have a presence online because it's become yet another front door for the life of our church and uh, particularly in post-COVID as well, people will be looking at what, I don't I don't necessarily wanna go out and I don't wanna experience it yet, but what can I see and experience online? And, uh, and so we, we're actually looking at what equipment we need to purchase to be able to do that well out of who we are. And so I wanna talk a bit more about that, as I said, in the next few weeks. But are you ready to come around the word of God? So at the start, of this, our vision for 2021, which is simply as one. Why don't we pray together? Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for this church that we know and for us as a family, the Cook family, we're coming to know and love it. But God, I pray that as we we move forward into 2021, Lord, that we will take what we need from the past and bring it into the future. But God, I pray that you give us fresh vision, fresh excitement for what you're gonna do this year. But God, I pray above all that, that we will have the unity of the Holy Spirit that flows right throughout the church. I pray for those that don't know you, that may be watching online right at this moment, God. But I also pray for those throughout this year that will, will watch as well. God, that you will do something in them, that you will prepare the ground for your word. Uh, to bring fruit in the name of Jesus, Amen. It's been a lot of talk, hasn't there, recently about conspiracy theories, you know, QAnon and all of that sort of stuff. And there's some strange, con- very strange conspiracy th- theories that have gone down through the year. Let me, let me, let me unpack a few of them. Here's one: people have been re- been replaced by clones, particularly the singer Avril Lavigne, Nigerian president, and Paul McCartney. The moon does not exist, it's a hologram. Stonehenge was built by aliens. Many humans have been replaced by reptilian humanoids from Alpha Draconis' star system. President Obama could control the weather. American Pie, the song, not the film, predicts a Satanist communist takeover of America. Our own Prince Charles was a vamp- is a vampire. April in the US government in the U.S. April is the UF US government's month for blood sacrifice to the god Baal. How incredible are some of those. You see, some of those are fine while they're in people's heads. That's called delusion. But once they get out there, they become a conspiracy theory. You see, more and more people have more and more forums to spe- spread these conspiracy theories. we have got social media, we've got the dark web, we've got the, the web itself. YouTube is full of conspiracy theories. But actually, when we go back and we think about what conspiracy means, it's different from what it means now. You see, now it means a plot or something nefarious, something bad that people have come together to do. But that's not what it originally means con the word means with and spire means to breathe so originally this word meant to breathe together to breathe with each other when we think about that there's been some research done on singers and their breathing and uh, let me read you a bit of the research that happened Lifting voices together in praise can be a transcendent experience, unifying a congregation in a way that is somehow both fervent and soothing. But is there an actual physical basis for those feelings? To find this out, researchers from an academy in the University of Gothenburg in Sweden studied the heart rates of high high school choir members as they joined together in voice. Their findings confirm that that choir music has calming effects on the heart, especially when sung in unison. A Swedish researcher explains how heart rates become synchronized when people sing together. Using pulse monitors attached to the singer's ears, the researchers measured the changes in the choir members' heart rates as they navigated the intricate harmonies of a Swedish hymn. When the choir began to sing, their heart rates slowed down. When you sing the phrases, it is a form of guided breathing, says music, musicologist Bjorn Vikoff of the academy who led the project. You exhale on the phrases and breathe in between the phrases. When you exhale, the heart slows down. But what really struck him was that it took almost no time at all for the singer's heart rates to become synchronized. The readout uh, from the pulse monitor starts as a jumble, as a jumble of jagged lines, but quickly becomes a series of uniform peaks. The heart rates fall into a shared rhythm guided by the song's tempo. The members of the choir are synchronising externally with the melody and the rhythm, and now we see it as an internal counterpart. You see, the singers conspire. They breathe together. There is actually incredible power in unity. In the 2015, 2016 football, which we know as football, you know as soccer, but we invented it. So let's call it what we invented it as football, but I won't get into arguments yet. 2015, 2016 Leicester football team won the premier league. And the reality was, They weren't a particularly great team. They weren't Manchester United at the time. They weren't Chelsea, they weren't Man City, but they were what many of the other teams weren't. They were a unified team. They actually beat the star players because they played and they lived as one. A few years ago, I was in Iceland and had the privilege of doing some leadership stuff and preaching in a couple of the churches there. I did a Q&A with some of the leaders and someone asked the question, what is the greatest threat to the church in the 21st century? <laughs> Thanks for that one. But actually, I think it's a fairly easy answer. I don't believe it's climate change. I don't believe it's the Muslims or the political agenda of the LGBTQ community or any of the other so-called en- enemies that the church likes to, to put out there or invent. You see, the greatest enemy to the church right at this moment and probably throughout our history has always been division. Our division. You see, division may be what someone else tries to bring to us, but it only happens. Division only happens to the extent with which we allow it within our community. And so over this this month and probably beyond that, we're actually going to be looking at the theme as one. I want us to gather as a church around that topic as one around aligning ourselves together now as i'm speaking to you you may feel fully connected to who we are but we know we've been in nearly a year of covid right now and some people are feeling disconnected from disconnected from society disconnected from their own life disconnected from church Maybe, maybe you just feel slightly on the edge that this, this thing of watching online, it's, it's, it, it doesn't help me as much as it used to be being in the building. Yep, but that's what we have. But you still feel on the edge. Maybe you're watching online for the very first time and wondering, can I fit in this place? See, today and over the next few weeks, I want to I address all of you. I want to talk to all of you and try and bring you into this place where we can say, yeah, that's that's where I fit. That's where I belong. I know what we're about. Last words can be quite funny. They can be inspiring. Or they can be sad or just even plain curious. Some of the last words that I've discovered, Beethoven's last words were, Friends applaud. The comedy is finished. Marie Antoinette. From France said this pardon me sir I meant not to do it she actually stepped on her executioner's foot James Donald French who was a convicted murderer and died by electrocution said hey fellas how about this for for a headline for tomorrow's paper French fries Nostradamus the famous so-called prophet said this tomorrow I shall no longer be here he got that one right didn't he Humphrey Bogart, the actor, said, I should never have switched from scotch to martinis. Some funny, some serious last words. What about Jesus? So I'm not saying these, what I'm going to talk about are his last words, but it was one of his last prayers with his disciples. And we can say that's got to be it's got to be a, a, a momentous thing that we need to take notice of. I want us to look at John 17, 20 to 23. Jesus says this, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. So Jesus is saying, let I me. Mean, Jesus is saying right at that point, it's not his prayer isn't just for the ones that were gathered around and heard his words. His prayer was for everyone down through history as well, that were going to come to the knowledge of Jesus, that all of them may be one father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be as one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. What an incredible prayer. I pray that you, that's us, are one as the father and I are one. What an incredible relationship that Jesus and the father had when you look through through the gospels and see that, you know, Jesus said, I only do what the father has asked me to do. I only say what he's told me to say. So I wanna ask us to think about why is it that we, you and I and the, the wider church, particularly at the moment, so underestimate the power and the importance of unity to God. We have our divisions around so many things, don't we? So many things that I'm just wondering if God's going, can we not just get this? Can this group of people not just understand the power of unity? See, God's not just telling us to be friends. We want to be a friendly church. Great. But that's not what Jesus is talking about. Jesus is talking about more than friendship. He's talking about an intimate relationship. Be as one as the father and I are one. I don't know if you've ever thought about this but Jesus was on earth one sphere. Father God yes we know he's he's omnipresent but he was in the spiritual sphere. So Jesus and the Father were in completely different spheres yet they were both as one and Jesus is saying God let them be as one even as you and I are one. We the church are a body we read that in Corinthians and different places throughout the New Testament, a functioning, healthy body actually works together. There's inter- interdependence. My my arms and legs are connected and work together. Where there's independence, it's because the body is malfunctioning. Have a think about some of these. Cancer is division within our cells. I, I, I know we've probably got doctors and nurses and, and immunologists in this place that could have a, bit, a much fuller explanation, but I want to keep it simple for me. Cancer is division in ourselves, autoimmune diseases like lupus. And I know a bit about that because D suffers from from an autoimmune disease. Autoimmune diseases like lupus is healthy cells attacking each other. Tourette's syndrome, which you may have heard of, is a disorder characterized by involuntary movements, not just about vocal outbursts, but it is the body working independently of its other parts. You see the body should work together under the instruction of its head how often sadly have we seen the church with cancer lupus or Tourette's division within the church it's the church attacking ourselves and the and the church working independently of our other parts we the church need to function In relationships and purpose as one this is what Jesus was praying for not only for his disciples but for us down through history for us to conspire to be part of a conspiracy John Courtney Murray from the early church sorry from history said that the early church was a conspiracy and that's what we need to be breathing together Community is a conspiracy. You see, society is, is groups of people within a, within a close proximity. And the question we need to ask ourselves, not just as the church, but as circle, are we a society or are we a community? Society is a group of people within close proximity. Community are people that conspire together. I want us to think about that, one in relationship, one in purpose. I want us to look at Philippians 1:27 to 28. Paul is talking to the Philippian church here and he says, Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, striving together as one, For the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved and that by God. What about that? Right at the beginning there, Paul says, whatever happens. See, we don't have a a get out for our situation. We don't say, well, because of COVID, I, I, I don't really need to think about that. I don't really need to think about being as one in faith. Because of my personal situation, because of hurts that I've I've had against me, or because of things that have been done, I don't need to, to have that. There isn't a the get out clause. Paul says, whatever happens. See, because Paul, when he wrote this, was facing his own difficulties in prison. He was writing this from prison saying, whatever happens. Whatever happens, even if you're in prison, even if everything goes against you. So we need to think about what does our behavior reflect. Our behavior should reflect the gospel. Jesus gave his life so that we could have life. That's what our behavior should reflect. You see, we don't we, we don't have to earn that. Jesus gave his life so that he could give it to us as a free gift, that grace of new life. There's a bit near the end of the film, Saving Private Ryan, and he's saved, and one of the soldiers that that was part of the crew that... Uh, that came to save him said to him simply earn it but for us that's not the case we don't have to live our life to earn it we don't have to live our life to get to a place where we've earned it and we don't have to live from the place to earn what was being given to us because if we have to earn it afterwards it's still not a gift so our lives should reflect reflect and our behavior should reflect the free gift of the gospel So what is what's conduct worthy of the gospel? It's where we stand firm in one spirit, striving together. The word that's used there is is the word that where we get our word for athlete. Philippians 4 verse 3 talks about a a dispute between two people. And it's it's a dispute where they were against each other. But that's that's the word that was used, but it was used in a way that they were striving against each other. Here when it's used, it's actually about striving together. It's not about an athlete powering down the track or, or, or a javelin thrower that's using all their, all their might to throw a javelin or, or someone working individually. This is actually much more like a tug of war where we're striving in the same direction. We're all pulling together, not individuals, not handing the baton on from one person to another. We're actually striving together in the same direction. Our conduct that is worthy of the gospel is that we should be together as one for the faith of the gospel. And Paul is saying here, act your identity, act who you already are. See, my my children don't have to act in a particular way to become my children or part of the Cook family. Whatever they act, however we act, is part of their identity. Talks about unity as one we act in unity the problem for many of us is you know and i've done this myself i've complained about the church but complaining about the church is like sat in a car driving somewhere complaining about the traffic jam you're in you are the problem along with everyone else we need to work as one strive together as one live in faith as one work as a community as one we are the church you are the church we are together in this it says that there is strength in number as one ecclesiastes four which is you know the passage of scripture that's read so many times at weddings ecclesiastes four nine to twelve two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor if either one of them falls down one can help the other up but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. I don't know if you know this, but I don't know if you know what a shire horse is. But a shire horse is one of those humongous horses. It's one of the biggest horses in the world. (coughs) Excuse me. And they can pull incredible amounts of weight. But two shire horses linked together can pull four times the amount that one shire horse can pull by itself. There is strength in numbers. A chain is only as strong as its weakest link, but a braided cord is is as strong as its strongest braid. When we think about a threefold cord, we, we often talk about it as marriage. You see, within a marriage, Jesus will always be the strongest cord. It's not about a weak a chain which has a weak link. It's about a, a cord that is wound and braided and, and twisted together so that within marriage, our marriages, if we have Jesus, the strength of our marriage is not our love for each other. The strength of our marriage is actually Jesus being wound into our marriage. So there is Strength when we as a community work as one. There's also, there's also courage, it talks about in here, without being frightened. Years ago, I remember I was bullied quite badly at school and came out of school and started hanging around and with, uh, with a couple of guys that I started weight training with. It's funny, after, after weight training and being with a couple of the big guys, I never got bullied again, which is strange because there's strength in numbers. And there is courage from numbers. In both Philippians one and two, Paul aligns aligns us with Jesus. Talks about he doesn't talk about it, but if you can think about tuning the orchestra to one note, Philippians two one to five says this. not looking to our own interests but each of you to the interests of others in your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus so paul here is encouraging the church he's saying look guys i'm happy with you but there's there's something else that you can do help help me out by aligning yourselves to the one note like the orchestra The one person. Don't align with the person next to you. Align with Jesus. All of you align to that tuning fork. That will make my joy complete. Be like minded. Have the same love. Be one in spirit, one mind. Same mindset as Christ. John 13, 34. Jesus says, Love as I have loved you. That's the one note that we come back to. And we think about our love. And I think I mentioned this last week, it's not about trying to squeeze out a bit more love for that person. It's about going back to Jesus's love for us that we've received and saying that love that I've received is the same love that I can love someone else with. That's the one note. So what is our response to this as a church? James 3, 17 and 18 in the message puts it this way, real wisdom. God's wisdom begins with a holy life and is characterised by getting along with, each, with others. It is gentle, reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings, not hot one day and cold the next, not two-faced. You can develop a healthy and robust community that lives right with God and enjoys its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honour. Like a life characterized by getting along with each other. That's fine if it's the people that we like to get along with. But you see, when we live in a community like church, there are definitely people that we don't get along with. What did, what did Philippians say? Th- there's no get out clause. There isn't a we can do what we like because we don't actually quite like that person and we don't need to get along with them. No, getting along with each other, as it says here, can be hard work. Henry Nguyen, who some of you may have heard of, said this community is the place where the person you least want to live with always lives. Just remember, you may be that person for someone else. God is deliberately, maybe God is deliberately walked that person into your life to teach you, teach both of you about his grace and love and how community should work. You may not be the person that someone else really wants to be in community with, but maybe God has called you there alongside that person. Do the hard work of getting along with each other as one. You know, elsewhere, Paul talks about putting aside our cultural barriers that we've built up, and we've seen so much of that lately, haven't we? Last year was this heightened awareness of racism, and I hope, I hope you, you didn't buy into some of the, i don 't know the rhetoric that went on, but I actually realized there are people that are hurting in all of this and paul Paul talks about you know putting aside the the differences of gender of racial racial and ethnic ethn, ethnical differences. He talks about putting aside economic status as a difference. The differences are actually always going to be there we 're not going to change into some you know androgynous person that's neither male nor female what paul is saying that the difference that caused disunity shouldn't be there where i'm always going to be male d is always going to be female those are the differences but the reality is those differences do not have to cause disunity the barriers have been broken down when we are as one with each other and as one in Christ one in Christ the orchestra tuned to one note and as I said this difference does not have to equate to disunity when we are one in Christ And we're gonna explore this over the next few weeks but as we do the hard work of our conspiracy we can build wisdom within a healthy and robust community imagine the power and the potential of what we can achieve together with Jesus our focus our one note when we live out a Holy Spirit conspiracy living as one giving as one praying as one growing as one purposed as one worshiping as one contributing as one caring as one imagine imagine in our circle groups what could happen imagine if we began to support those people that are in trouble those people that are going through chemo or IVF Imagine within our communities, those, that are, those of us that are white supporting our black and ethnic minority and indigenous community within the life of our church, understanding the hurts and not, not taking on the rhetoric of the papers and everything else. But within our groups, we began to take on and understand the hurts and care for each other and bind up the broken hearted. As it says in Isaiah, imagine us praying together. For our friends to come to know Jesus, for those of you that have children that have walked away from church, walked away from faith. Us praying fervently for those in our larger community groups, like Journey or Divorce Care, praying for each other, supporting each other through those issues of life, but also as Circle Drive Church. Imagine what could happen when we begin to see more and more people making decisions to follow Jesus, getting baptized, being discipled, walking the journey of faith. You see, we always want to be and continue to be a church that the unchurched love to come to, but also a church that we love to bring our friends to. You belong here. Can I say, Whoever you are, whether you're watching for the first time, you belong here. You don't have to believe what we believe. Because even in the the, the spectrum of this church, we don't always believe the same things, but we belong together. We belong here, whatever our age, gender, socioeconomic status, racial background. We belong. There is space for you to find your fit. Think about this. Imagine our potential as a denomination if we begin to work together as one churches being planted all over the world young church leaders being developed and empowered in our nation of Canada our global and just compassion projects expanding and growing and having more influence international workers being sent to some of the least reached people groups in the world if we if we live a Holy Spirit conspiracy see Jesus said the world would know that you are my disciples by your love for one another we the church living as one tuned to one note conspiring in one song as one the same way that Jesus and his father are one the same love that the father and son expressed can also be expressed in us and through us as a church I'd love to pray with you right now. Father God, I pray for us as a church on this Vision Sunday. God, in this, even in the separation of 4,000 miles, God, we can be as one. Location is not the most important thing. Our hearts conspiring together is the important thing. God, I pray as we head into 2021, God, that you will allow us to breathe together. Lord, that we will come around one vision, to reach the lost, to be, to be disciples and to make disciples. In the name of Jesus, amen. Just before I finish, as I always will do, I want to speak to two groups of people. I want to challenge two groups of people. I want to invite two groups of people to come home. You see, you may be here and you've never made a decision watching online and something that we sang, something that's been said, Maybe even it's the friend that's invited you and you've seen something in their lives that you, it's like, I cannot deny the reality of this God that you talk about. I want to invite you into this conspiracy, not a QAnon conspiracy, but a conspiracy of Jesus, new life. You see, Jesus talks about forgiveness from the past, life in the present and a hope for our future. And that's what we want to invite you into. We want you to take that first step on the journey and i'd love to have the privilege of praying with you in a moment leading you in a prayer the other group of people maybe you are one of those those young people who've walked away from faith but somehow you've ended up watching this this morning i'd love to lead you in a prayer of of coming back home coming back to the father because i don't know what you you think is going to happen but Jesus tells the parable and he's saying the father is waiting, willing the son to come home. And as soon as he sees him, he throws his arms around him and welcomes him home. You see, that's, that's the welcome home that you will experience. So if you're in either of those two groups and you're ready to say yes in a moment, what you can do on the, on the chat facility, you can t- hit the raise my hand button and you have the option then of, of connecting with someone online and praying with them. And we'd love to connect with you and 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 take you further on this journey so we'd love you to to uh, to actually you know uh, get in touch with us and say that yeah that was me that made that decision but right now will you pray with me can I lead you in a prayer Father God I give my life to you I come home I come to this place where I want to hand my life over to you I ask for forgiveness of my sin And I let you take my life right now. I want your grace, your forgiveness, your love in my life. I pray, Father God, for uh, forgiveness from my past, life in the present, and hope for my future. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hey, church, it has been absolutely fantastic to speak through to you. My hands are freezing, my nose is freezing, but I'm excited to preach through to you. I probably won't be in my garden next week, but I'm going to continue on this theme. So uh, email me if you want. We're on Facebook, so we we love the messages coming through and we're excited about that. If you don't know already, today as I'm filming this, we sold our house, so that's the next step and we, we're, you know, we're moving forward in that. We're still waiting on the visa, but things are moving. So we're excited to be seeing you soon. Take care, be blessed, have a great week.